on your curtain bangs there, Avery J. Ooh, yeah. I got some curtain bangs coming in too. You don't see them, but my sister just gave me a haircut. So we're both rocking the curtain bangs. Yeah, actually, fun fact. I have been rocking curtain bangs minus this past year. I have been rocking curtain bangs before they were called curtain bangs. And I've had those since my senior year of high school. So everybody, I would politely like to ask you to suck it. So I am a trendsetter. <laughs> politely. Well, hey, back guys, off. that was a nice little welcome back into our oh, hey. <laughs> uh, number 18 episode. That was very nice of you, Avery. <laughs> episode eight, 18, 18, 18. 18. Can you 18. count that high? Who knows? <laughs> well, why don't I catch him up uh, while you get your life together? I'm going to catch him up with last week. We talked about the best drip in all of sports. We had, we basically said college sports in general dominated everything. I like some LSU Ole Miss uniforms with an Oregon helmet in there. You were pretty much on the same page. You like the powder blue of you know, of the Tar Heels. There we go. That's the word. The Tar Heels UNC. You also like some Mississippi State stuff. We liked that. And then you, of course, loved a White Sox uniform, which was very special to you. Go figure. Be be special. And then we talked about, kind of got a little crazy. We talked about athletes that are in the wrong sport. (laughs) What a brain buster that is. You're like racking your brain, you know, trying to find out does this make sense to just me? Is it a common thing? Do other people think about this? So yeah, exactly. So I had Shaquille O'Neal. He should have been an offensive lineman when he played. And you talked about Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. They are not baseball players. They're football players too. You talked about Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps should be a professional golfer and he still can't. So we'll see where that goes. Which was a pretty funny week. I like that. You got to see us a little bit more people. Yeah. It was the special. Yeah, we like that. And I think we can just roll with the punches with that a little bit this week. I would Let's say if we want to continue on this fun little lighthearted topic train here, yes, um, you know, NHL's coming to Stanley Cup uh, playoff slash championship games here soon in the summertime. You've got baseball that's right in the middle of such a fantastic season and we love watching that football is going to be coming up soon I mean there's just so much going on that it's really hard to narrow down like specific topics every week so I think what we should do is Mm -hmm. this week we should talk about specific players in all of sports that you wish you could watch play live or meet in person now this mm-hmm. could be probably this could, this could be anybody current or in the mm-hmm. past whether they're alive dead still playing retired so Can yeah I, was, I want to know who you have because this is very special it's yeah so it's a tiny bit having to do with me just loving everything about these people and wanting mm-hmm. to meet them in person right just being a fangirl over mm-hmm. them and also realizing the caliber of athlete that they are and wanting to physically see them excel in their sport above everybody else yeah so number one we're gonna go with the very very obvious choice of rob gronkowski okay oh god how could you not put him on your list thank you and i get this this is very extremely obvious however this is a package deal if i meet gronk his Mm -hmm. girlfriend slash future wifey 
mm-hmm. which it hasn't happened yet, but it will. It's going you know, to Costa yeah. has to be there. They're a package deal and their new little baby um, puppy that they got. So oh, I cute. want all three of them together. Uh-huh. I want to sit next to her while watching him play is what oh, I want yeah. to happen. And it would have been nice to see him playing when he was in New England. However, mm-hmm. seeing him play with the Bucks would be an okay thing too. I wouldn't pass it up, right? You better hurry up. <laughs> in, good, in good company. Yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to be done. But I, this is just on the list. So whatever. If good it job. happens, it happens. If it doesn't, oh well. I would say the second half of this list here mm-hmm. is very inclusive in the fact that I'm talking about, I would love to see slash watch yeah. play the people of baseball steroid era. Oh yeah. That is, wh- and, I, and I'm old enough. I probably saw a couple of them. I went to very many oh, yeah. White Sox games growing up. Okay. I probably didn't know, saw, when it <laughs> didn't know what happened. Wasn't understanding what yeah. I was witnessing at that point, whatever. And I'm sorry about it. However, I would have loved to see Barry Bonds in action, Jose Canseco in action, Mark McGuire in action, Arod. Eh, I mean, he's on there just because of being in that era when he was legitimately good, yeah. and not just like a skis ball now. But I would totally love to watch them play. Don't care about medium. Want to see them play for sure? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's really good. Like I like it a lot. Thank you. I I think two really jump to my mind that I love to see live, and one is dead and gone like way dead and gone the other hasn't made his exit yet and I'm throwing it all the way back throw it back all the way we're going all the way but the man the myth the legend I'd probably really love to see Babe Ruth man I mean the thing is I feel like people back then couldn't quite grasp the importance of who he was no because there but there was no there was basically no one else before him so he was making history he was the first to do everything he he did it all right then and there and he started his career obviously for the Red Sox as a pitcher and then famously went to the Yankees in that deal to finance a a play which placed a curse on the Red Sox to live for Mm -hmm. but he was a pitcher that raked sass we love pitchers that rake yeah (laughs) we love that and to this day, to this day, 2021, he still holds two records in slugging percentage and on base plus slugging. Absolutely. Like, I think the, the Bambino is there for a reason. Obviously, he's on a lot of people's lists. And just his sheer size. I mean, you want to talk about last week where you want to put an athlete who plays one sport into another sport. I mean, mm-hmm. my God, this guy could just be the brick wall that Donald Trump wanted to build. I mean, at this yeah. point. He's just, he's ridiculous. He's <laughs> That's funny. I mean, thankfully we also live in a time too to see one of the most prolific winners and football players of all time, Tom Brady. What, well, what I, you know, I love Tom Brady, but I mean, I fortunately seen him in person and I knew I was seeing history because I was like, this is important. This guy has basically f- practically filled up two hands with rings. So that was pretty cool. It's like seeing Babe Ruth then I wish those people could have appreciated that, but they had no idea what's going on. Right. Yeah. So, you know what you would appreciate it if you saw him today. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And speaking of some, someone that is one of the best winners of all time and highly decorated, I would love to watch Tiger Woods play a round of golf, you know? Oh, speaking of, have you literally heard how he's doing? Like, I can't find anything, how he's recovering and stuff. Oh, from his accident? Yeah. I mean, he's probably just chilling under the radar to be very probably honest. vibing. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Regardless if we know anything about comebacks, like we know Tiger won't quit under his own accord. Like 
this guy was MIA basically in golf for so many years was because he had family issues, issues with alcohol, blah, blah, blah. Right. He had to rework his craft. And as soon as he was back, he won a major. I mean, this guy has been the biggest staple in golf, essentially our whole lives. Yes. I mean, the next, next generation's really coming in, you know, Kepka, DeChambeau, like all those guys, but tiger is tiger. I mean, not too many athletes you see get as fired up as him. The fist Don't stick around quite ultimate. as ultimate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really nice. I mean, there's been so many broadcasters too, that have followed tiger over the years and we see different broadcasters every day, but just like we have favorite athletes, we have to give some love to, to the broadcasters, you know, like you got to give them some love. I mean, yeah. maybe sentimental ones. Well, I, don't know. I think there are a lot of times unsung heroes too, because they don't necessarily, they have like small parts of scripts for the game yeah. to be able to make sure right. that they read their ads and their sponsorships and that they throw in any yes. fancy little like crazy stats based on the team that they're playing or whatever right special birthdays fun things and Mm -hmm. a lot of the time it's ad-libbed it's completely made up on the spot you have to have a really good relationship with your co-host at that point right you have to put on a show and a lot of the times people Mm -hmm. aren't even watching you it's audible it's really hard and as us people in the podcast industry you are constantly worried about the way that you sound if your dialogue is Mm -hmm. okay if it's getting the point across correctly you have to be very careful with your words and Mm -hmm. the dynamic between like I said you and your partner you got to make sure that works so that's a really good point yeah we've got it (laughs) exactly so I would say for a broadcaster that would be my like semi-favorite or just Mm -hmm. really really good at their job we're going to throw another obvious one out there. I'm sorry. I have to talk about Tony Romo because he oh is God, yes. a master of his craft right now. And he is doing it better than any broadcaster in the game. He is not necessarily the one screaming into the microphone, excited about these wins because he is a former player, but he is predicting plays left yeah. and right. He yeah. knows what is going to happen because he's in his own mind. And there's a reason why they put former players in the broadcasting booth right. because they know exactly what's going through those players' minds. They know exactly what's going to be happening based on the years of experience they've played and who they've played with and on what fields and in what conditions and mm-hmm. to who they're throwing to, who they're passing to. So he is an absolute genius at what he does. He is a master of his craft, like I said. And I oh, don't yeah. think there's anyone who is doing it like him now or has ever done it like him. So he is paving the way. He is setting a new standard, a new bar for anybody in the broadcasting industry, learning, coming up in school, practicing and internships at local stations. Like he is setting a new bar. You have got to be on your game. There's no more dead air anymore. There's no more. Well, that was cool. What did you think about it? So there's, there's color commentators, there's analysts, there's a whole bunch of different positions now because you have to have it all. You have to have all that information right at the fingertips and coming out of your mouth the correct way too. So very hard, very ridiculous job to do Romo's doing it well he is that is a really good point and I'm kind of pissed I didn't put him on there because we've talked about how much we love Tony Romo commentating games like you're right he says he I mean he basically predicts things that are gonna happen because he has a football mind but I'm gonna go out there and say I think even though he got flack right at the beginning 
the way he commented because he just says it the way he believes it. He's not what like being scared to just say his opinion. Like, Oh, we're going to see these guys back in the super bowl. This is happening. And he was right. But I think he is a new generation of commentators. Like you said, I'm, I'm going to say it. I think he's the greatest football commentator we've ever heard. Absolutely. I'm going to go all time, baby. I'll say it. Roman, uh, I'm that. right there with you. Yeah, and Ooh. I'm a, and I'm an Aikman fan too. I like listening mm-hmm. to Jim Nance. I like listening yep. to a lot of different people. Love Jim Nance. Yeah, so he's a good one. Good one. I would say my second one that I've been not as impressed with, but just love the environment that he creates. Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan. Oh yeah. I'm gonna pull somebody out from left field and not do baseball, football, typical, you know, crazy ones. Oh my god. UFC and Joe Rogan two completely amazing partners he he does really great obviously he's got the same mentality for you know worrying about his audio and worrying about sound and worrying about what he's saying because he is the number one podcaster in the world he is crazy so good at articulating points that he wants to get across he is so Mm -hmm. good at captivating an audience audibly by just Mm -hmm. purely listening to what he says. Mm -hmm. Now, my favorite moment of his just recently, actually, earlier this month, last month, something like that, the UFC fight, and I'm gonna botch this up because I don't know who it was. It was the guy who freaking broke his leg in half by kicking in a fight. And exactly your reaction, everybody else was doing the same thing like, oh no. He did the exact same thing. He, I just, I can't get his picture of his face out of my head. And he did it's the whole meme. like open mouth. Yeah. He like pushed his arms out yes. to the guys next to him. They were like, what? So yeah. he obviously is not one that just sits there and is like, whoa, this is exciting. Wow. Like he gets into yeah. it because he, he feels for it. He's passionate he about it. it. Yeah. He loves it. So Joe Rogan snapped. Good job. Yeah. I mean, on my end, I can't just pick like any you know one of anything because i have you know of like commitment issues ring that bell twice <laughs> preach but at the very least i i'll focus it down here and i think the king of literally knowing everything about sports at all times and gets information before any other human being is adam Schefter. oh mr man, the man makes no sense yeah he makes no sense it's like families don't even know breaking news about it you know their own family member and he like knows and has tweeted it already (laughs) like he knows everything just by default he has to be one of the most trusted reporters in all of american sports and maybe even european stuff i don't know he's everywhere and i admire the living daylights out of this guy i love to be honestly i just love to be a fly on the wall in like his office for like 20 minutes and watching him multitask because he's literally on air broadcasting taking phone calls tweeting getting texts all at the same time yeah, that man has know. multiple screens at his disposal. Oh, all yeah. Day. All day. Oh, yeah. And then after Adam, I have to say, I love my girl, Rachel Nichols. And hmm. sorry. Any relationship? <laughs> right. Sorry, Rachel, if I was ever playing, I'm not confirming or denying that I've played two truths and a lie. And I have said that you are my cousin because <laughs> it's believable because you're from kind of up that way. Our last name, we kind of has a bare you know small resemblance with each okay, other okay. both sports freaks so she could be like my cousin or my auntie like i don't know distant long distance cousin there you go here she my cousin but still this woman 
she doesn't take crap from anyone. She's got very much Aaron Andrew Aaron Andrews vibes. Mm-hmm. She's highly focused on her reporting and has been doing it since the 90s. Like we forget that she's older than we think she is. We were 90s babies. Wow. Yeah. She started at the bottom writing for a small sports section in a local paper and has just built her way up covering the NFL, NBA, regular pre/post you know, game, she's the reporter for pre-post game. She does sideline reporters on, she's a sideline reporter on Monday Night Football. She is a female face that we should all recognize and give some love to, I think, for sure. Yeah, definitely. All for it, sister. Lastly, it's a combination, I guess, of a broadcast team. So this is like favorite broadcast person slash with an asterisk. I don't know. They've been separated. And this is also nostalgic. How you had the nostalgic thing with the, when we were talking about the jerseys last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don Orsillo and Jerry Remy. Okay. His names might not mean that much to people, but the voices will. This was the voice of the Boston Red Sox on Nesson for something like 15 years. And Don has since started working for those beautiful and talented, amazing, incredible San Diego Padres. Right. Notably, he called that really loud and crazy ending to the Joe Musgrove no hitter it's I posted it on a promo I don't even know if you realize it but that was that was him that was him doing it but John John but Don and Jerry had the best give and take they were always laughing they were picking on each other really telling these crazy stories they never had dead air which you talked about is really important especially on live tv never dead air because you got plenty of God, they're getting better with the Cubs, but my God, there's been so much dead air in the past few years on the Marquee Network. I'm just like, I, I almost can't watch it. It's like a pain in my ears. <laughs> but um, like I said, there's never any dead air. And it was a very special combination to hear, especially with Remy's very, very, very heavy, recognizable Boston accent. Like there's no such thing as the letter R in his vocabulary. And I love it. And it just reminds me of, beautiful things and I've got the Red Sox game pause right now as we're recording because I'm just so excited to see Rem Dog's you know listen to Rem Dog's voice but so yeah to me that one is I guess my sentimental situation and speaking of sentimental I'm a little feeling a little sentimental because next week is going to be the final episode in conclusion and let you here's the deal well first of all before we get into the sad, sappy, cry my eyes out, <laughs> um, I've got another question for you. Yeah. My question Ooh, of yeah. the episode is. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to give you mm-hmm. three guesses. Oh. I've got a list of okay. the longest running scripted American primetime television series in front of me. Okay. I'll say that again. Longest running scripted American primetime television series. So basically longest running TV series. Okay. I think I got one or two. I'm going to give you three guesses and they have to be on this list. I'll probably give you the top like 25 on here. Okay. And then I'll read Oh, okay. Okay. All right. First one. You ready for my first guess? Yeah. 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 Friends. No, it is not on the top 20. That's a 10 year program. I know. Isn't that, it's not it's on, it's on this like ultimate list, but it's not the top 25. What the hell? No. Okay. Um, one that I never really watched, but I know was on how I met your mother. 
that is not in the top 25 oh my god it's it's all soap operas it's got to be days of our lives has to be one no ew all right well give me like the top three because i'm annoyed (laughs) yikes okay yeah so number one the simpsons it has oh, been. It has been on. That's air. a cartoon. That's so You're, lame. It's scripted primetime TV. I didn't tell you it had to be a soap opera. You just I don't went watch that it. anymore. So The Simpsons Bye. has been on for 32 seasons. First aired in yeah. 1989, dude, and is still Gross. airing two episodes weekly. So Gross. that's crazy. <laughs> the second one, kind of lame. Law and Order, SVU. Oh, dang it! I love Law and Order. Should've First known. aired 1999 and has 22 seasons. So literally a 10 season difference between number one spot and number two spot, which is number of episodes. The Simpsons 706. Number of episodes. Law and Order 492. And they're still coming out with new episodes as well. Third one I've never heard of, Gunsmoke. Um, and oh, then it's old people law and, Yeah, and then regular Law and Order. And then Lassie. And then Family Guy. And then NCIS and Grey's Anatomy and American Dad. So obviously these cartoons have been running for a very long time. However, Simpsons is in the number one spot. So all your guesses were a waste because they were not on my list. I mean, they were on them. They just weren't the top 25. So yeah, that's lame. I disagree. Also, Days of Our Lives, our parents watch that. So I'm like, I'm confused. Yeah, I mean, it might be on there. It might just be under a different name instead of prime time, blah, 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 whatever. It is. I don't, yeah, it. you're right. That prime time word, I yeah, guess. Like That's, you're right, because it's like a daytime TV. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, I didn't listen well, to the be, question. Would well. be right if you just listen to me once in a while? I know. I don't believe in listening. That's okay. <laughs> Well, don't listen to this. Cover your ears because like Avery said, next week is our last episode of season two. It has been another long, enjoyable season for us. We are super excited to have completed another season. A lot of people start this stuff up and they're like four episodes in and they're like, never mind. This is hard. We're out. So very proud of you for coming as far as we have. And if you want to leave a little congratulatory message or a little see a sister message um, until next time we hear from you guys, then mm-hmm. you can definitely leave that and you can leave voice message on our anchor.fm site. It is totally free. You do not need an account. I can help you set up one if you'd really like, but you don't need one. And while you are on your computer, on the internet, on the international world wide web, you can also follow us on social media. You can follow our Twitter account, which is popping couple of catches at couple of catches. It's really, really easy to remember, hopefully. And then you can also go to our Instagram, which is at Avery J Nichols for guess it, Avery J Nichols, or you can go to Caitlin underscore sass for you guessed it. Caitlin sass. (laughs) She nailed it kids. That's going to be one of the last times you hear that for a minute. Yeah. We need some, we need to, we need to vibe out for the summer. Yeah. We just need, we need, we've got a lot going on her and I this month and next month. So it actually ended up being perfect because last season we ended with 19, lucky number 19, and we're going to do it after this week. Next week will be episode 19. Yeah, for sure. So we'll we'll definitely enjoy ourselves this summer. You guys enjoy yourselves this summer. Do a lot of fun okay. things. Um, okay. Knock some things off your bucket list because we know that we will, and hopefully we can come back and tell you about it. She so. just did the whoa. <laughs> Don't worry She's- about it. She's 65 now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, kids. We will catch you next week for the final episode. In real, see you. See you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.